Welcome, neighbors, to Hometown Earth, the podcast that brings a down-to-earth approach to all of your sustainability questions. I'm your host, Lena Sanford, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here, we believe that everyone can change the world. Do you believe? I'm a Midwest gal with big dreams to discover what it takes to reduce my impact on this beautiful place we call Hometown Earth. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate what actions we can take, big or small, to make a positive impact in your life and the lives of your neighbors on Hometown Earth. Well, it's about that time of year, y'all. The time where we all count down to a new year, a fresh beginning, and then share with the world what our New Year's resolution will be. New Year's resolutions are extremely admirable because it means that most people have reflected on their life and behaviors for the past year and decided how they want to grow or what habits they want to leave behind. Doesn't it feel good when you set a goal for yourself and reach it? Um, heck yeah, it does. So let's get to it. In this episode, we are going to talk about the four most common New Year's resolutions and how you can adapt yours to serve yourself and the planet in the process. Let's call them New Year's revolutions. And if you're listening to this past the new year, don't worry. It's human nature to set goals and you can do it any time of the year if you're wanting to grow and cultivate better habits for yourself. Let's think about what your past New Year's resolutions have been. Have you reached them? Did you keep them going all year or was it something that only lasted for a few weeks before you gave it up? No shame here, but we need to get real if we want change. The top reasons that people don't keep their New Year's resolutions is because they are too vague. Choosing a SMART goal or resolution is the best way to make sure that it's something that you achieve. SMART is an acronym for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Time-Bound. When you're setting a goal for yourself, you want to make sure that you are choosing something that is realistic and attainable for your life, meaning that it is challenging, but it's possible for you. Think about it like leveling up, not trying to just ace the expert level on Guitar Hero on your first or second or third try. Anything is a process. You also want to make sure that you have enough specificity so that you know how to get the goal accomplished and that you give yourself a time frame or deadline. For example, you might say, I plan to eat a plant-based diet four days of the week for the next six months. It's specific, measurable, absolutely attainable, realistic, and gives a time frame for accomplishing it. And let's tack on sustainable because that's what this episode is about. As I mentioned, we are going to talk about the four most common New Year's resolutions, and how to make them green. You could probably guess the top ones. They're eating healthier, exercising more, saving more money or spending less, and learning something new. We'll dig into each of these categories and break down how you could tailor each of them to fit your personal wants and needs, but also keep in mind your neighbors and the earth. One of the most common New Year's resolutions is to eat healthier, which I know was one of my top resolutions every year for a really long time. I've always eaten relatively healthy, but never had a good relationship with food until I became a vegan. Now that's just a personal thing, not saying it would work for everybody, but I will always be an advocate for plant-based eating as it is one of the biggest ways you can make an impact on the planet 
and your own body and why it's first on the list of resolutions. The Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine says that eating more plants and fewer animal products could prevent 10.9 to 11.6 million premature deaths from heart disease, diabetes, and other chronic conditions every year. It would also drastically reduce greenhouse emissions, save water, land, chemical use, and it would alleviate hunger across the world. My example resolution earlier about eating plant-based four days a week is a perfect one to try if you're wanting to become healthier. Maybe you don't want to do four days a week, but just one meal a day or something similar. That is awesome too, and it can help you reap some of those benefits. Calling my boyfriend out here, he eats mostly plant-based because we eat together, but usually on the weekends or occasionally throughout the week, he eats non-plant-based and he can absolutely tell the difference in his body when he doesn't eat more meat and dairy because you know what? He tells me so. Eating plant-based can help not only your future self, but your current self as it helps you to feel fuller, longer, and really just lightens the workload for your entire system functioning, which can help you to have more energy for the things in life that you love and want to put energy towards. Now that kind of goes hand in hand with the second sub goal of eating more organic foods. Maybe you don't want to go completely plant-based during the week, but you just want to make sure you're eating whole foods that are organic and good for your body. Eating organic means you're not eating pesticides that are toxic to your overall health and cause contamination to our waterways. And some of these pesticides can be linked to cancer, reproductive disorders, and respiratory issues. I mean, yikes. Organic foods are shown to have higher levels of nutrients, such as antioxidants, and can even taste better than their pesticide counterparts. This goal may look something like, I want to eat one organic food item in each meal I make for the next month. You can get organic at a majority of grocery stores now, or you could choose to buy it at a local farmer's market, which could be another goal, like buying all your fruits and veggies locally and seasonally for the next year. Farmer's market items tend to use fewer chemicals because they are smaller farms, but just ask the seller if the product they have is organic. The second popular New Year's resolution that people have is to exercise more, which is a commendable goal because exercising can help you feel more energized and focused, increasing your ability to handle stress and anxiety, and it increases your self-esteem as well as improving your overall physical health. I mean, that's a lot of benefits there. If you're wanting to exercise more and be green in the process, take your workouts outside. Exercising outside helps you to connect with nature and increases your connection to yourself and the planet, as we talked about in episode five with Lauren Wimmer. So I definitely recommend checking that out if you haven't yet to make sure you reap all of the benefits. And it doesn't take any additional resources to take your workouts outside. But if you're like me and live in a state that hits freezing temperatures, I totally get not wanting to exercise outside until it gets warmer. This is where working out at home comes in. Choosing to work out at home ensures that you're not using your car more than necessary, and it will save you money on a gym membership. There are billions of dollars spent yearly on gym memberships that are never used. 
go ahead and set yourself up for success by finding a plan that works for you at home. I know I usually have a yoga mat, a few dumbbells, and my phone to do my workouts, and that's it. But you don't even have to have that much. And you can do it all on your own schedule. Working out at home uses less electricity. Slate.com says on average, a treadmill uses between 600 and 700 watts of energy. That's the equivalent of watching three to four 46 LCD televisions or leaving 50 compact fluorescent light bulbs burning for the duration of your workout, which contributes to carbon dioxide emissions in a big way. If you're committed to the gym, try to use machines that don't use electricity, like jogging on a track or using self-propelled machines. When it comes to choosing equipment for your exercise, make sure that you're choosing eco-friendly equipment, meaning quality, recyclable, or recycled products, or products that are secondhand. I have my mom's old dumbbells, y'all, meaning that they're hitting the 20-year mark at least. So if you keep up your products, you can make them last a really long time. Another common item people have are yoga mats, and you can extend the life of yours by spraying it with a little soap and water after use and wiping it off with a microfiber towel. When it comes to getting a new one, make sure you recycle the old one or repurpose it for something like knee pads, shelf liners, camping, or one of my favorites, donating it to an animal shelter. When you want to buy a new one, try to find one that is made from recycled materials. Another way you could hit your resolution to exercise more is to change your commute. Try walking or biking if it is feasible. You may not realize it, but driving can be bad for our cholesterol, our blood pressure, and just our general well-being. Transport is one of the largest contributors to greenhouse gases, and as you can see from your daily commute, a lot of us are doing it. There's actually a really cool website terrapass.com that calculates your carbon footprint based on the type of car you drive, how much public transportation you take, your flights, and your home usage. And it's really eye-opening to see where your biggest footprint is coming from and how it compares to the average. When you're walking or biking, not only for your commute, but for anything in life, you're reaching your exercise goals. If there's somewhere within your range of ability that you could walk or bike to, Try it out and see how your overall health can improve, as well as saving some bucks on gas money. Some examples of what exercising resolutions could look like include, I'm going to work out outside, even if it's just a walk, every day the weather is above 60 degrees. Or, I'm going to work out at home with eco-friendly equipment three days a week for at least 15 minutes each. Or even, I'm going to walk to my end destination if it would take me less than 30 minutes from my home. How long have you been using carton milk? I can say I have for a while now. So I was beyond excited when I found a new and easy way to make plant-based milk with Joy. Joy is a minimally processed nut base with no added sugar and comes in 100% recyclable packaging, Unlike traditional plant-based milks, my homemade biscuits have never been fluffier and my sauces have never been creamier thanks to adding Joy. Mix it up how you like it on your own terms. For 10% off of your purchase of Joy, visit addjoy.com. That's A-D-D-J-O-I.com and type in the code Lena Samford. The third category is saving money. 
or spending less. Pretty close to the same thing, I'd say. I have a few different goals that could fall under this category because there are so many different things you could do to be more sustainable and save money. The first one, reducing your food waste. The USDA estimates that Americans waste about 80 billion pounds of food per year, which adds up to more than $161 billion per year. A lot of that being due to people thinking that their food has gone bad or actually letting it go bad because they have too much and it ends up being thrown in the trash. Making sure your food doesn't go to waste can help stretch your grocery bill every month and keep food away from landfills. Because if you didn't know, food waste is the most common material found in landfills, which means it releases mass amounts of methane gas, becoming one of the largest contributors to climate change. You can reduce food waste by learning how to read your labels. Yep, the best by date means something different than the use by date. You could learn how to properly freeze or reuse your food or start meal planning so that you don't overbuy. Another good option is composting, which will keep your scraps out of landfills and you can reuse them in your backyard or sell the compost and make some money. Reducing food waste and saving money could also look like choosing to eat out less since most people typically leave food on their plates that gets discarded. But if you're eating out or ordering takeout, you can make sure you only order what you need and taking your food home to use as a meal the next day. Pro tip, if you're ordering takeout, you can usually request no plastic silverware or plastic bags to help reduce plastic waste. So some examples for this category would be that you're going to reduce your food waste by meal planning every week and composting any scraps that you have or only eating out once a week and making sure that that meal lasts at least one more day. Or how about learning how to freeze or reuse one item of your fridge each month for the next year? The second way to save money and the planet is giving up bottled water. I personally just don't get it, but I know that there's a ton of people that still drink them, clearly. Bottled water, and soda for that matter, is expensive and contributes to climate change and pollution. OceanCrusaders.org says that if you take into account the production, transport, refrigeration, and recycling, the world's annual use of bottled water generates more than 20.5 million tons of greenhouse gas emissions. This is the same amount that 4.5 million cars generate over the course of a year. We know that almost all plastic bottles end up in landfills or oceans and take many lifetimes to fully break down. But the rates of single-use plastic bottles continue to rise. But the concern doesn't always equate to change behavior. Linking the personal benefits of kicking the bottle can really help you stick to your goal and contribute to a healthier planet, such as saving money and not exposing yourself to the common plastic toxins that come from the bottle and that cause endocrine problems and even cancer. The third way is the no new clothes challenge. We've talked about how the fast fashion industry contributes to the plastic pollution problem, our chemical pollution problem, and the unethical treatment of workers. So you would be honoring the environment and humanity. But it's a no-brainer that not spending money on new clothes can help save a ton of money as well. It also frees up your time and energy 
as you're not pouring over the pages of products and using up your decision-making resources on what white t-shirt is the best one for you. This goal would be pretty specific to what works for you, but start out for a month and see if you even notice the difference. Then maybe you reevaluate and see how long you want to hold out for. I know some people that go an entire year without buying new clothes, which for me would be really hard, but goals aren't always supposed to come easily. It's about challenging yourself to grow. Another one of the most common New Year's resolutions is to learn something new, which is a wonderful goal to have. And guess what? By listening to this podcast, you're probably learning something new every week. Learning new things helps you to feel more confident and makes you more adaptable to change. And you know what? It just keeps life interesting. Here, you could learn to make something that you would normally buy. Just pick something that fits the amount of time that you have to commit to it so that you know that you'll keep the habit going. Some ideas could include bath bombs, cleaning products, lip balm, dog treats, your own clothes. Literally anything you use often, you can usually find out how to make it easily online. Personally, I'm going to figure out how to make my own natural face masks because I love incorporating them into my self-care routine, but I don't like the throwaway, single-use nature of face masks. Whatever you choose, it will make you really proud to use it, and it will most likely save you money, as well as reducing the packaging and single-use products that our society has become accustomed to. I think here your goal would look something like, I'm going to make all of my own effective cleaning products by the end of the year. Okay, now one of my favorite goals, because I love food, is learning how to start your own herb garden, how to grow a garden, or how to grow food from your old scraps. Learning any of these things can help you reduce your waste from food packaging, which typically comes in plastic, uses mass amounts of water, and builds up tons of mileage for one single product. But studies have shown that gardening and nurturing plants can reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression and improve our attention. I started growing hydroponically in my backyard, and it has been amazing. I seriously love just to see how I can create something so tasty and bountiful from the tiniest little plant seed. I never was a lettuce or salad person, and after growing it naturally myself, I can taste the night and day difference, and I don't plan on going back. Besides the benefit of better taste, it can encourage you to eat more plant-based foods and have fewer pesticides as we talked about earlier. And finally, your goal could be learning to be more sustainable in general, and I bet you saw that one coming. Learning is freaking power, and learning how to change the planet and your life is even more powerful and filled with so much purpose. Example goals for this could be reading a book on sustainability every month, listening to a sustainability podcast every week, hint, hint, (laughs) or switching your home to be more eco-friendly, one room, one month at a time. We talked about five switches you can make in your bathroom to be more eco-friendly in the last episode if you want to get a game plan together. So now is the time to decide what you want your goals to be and write them down like on an actual physical piece of paper. 
and put them somewhere you can check often. I put them in my calendar so that I would see them every day. Another tip that helps me is to put my goals under categories, clearly like I did above, because I usually have a handful of them, and that way I can easily check in and see how I'm doing in each area of my life. And speaking of check-ins, I would say look at your goals often, but really sit down and reevaluate how well you're achieving them at least once a month. I mentioned how goals aren't something easy. They don't just fall into your lap so you can check them off of a list and move on. You may slip up or stray from your original goal a bit, and that's okay. You hold yourself accountable so you can reevaluate and readjust as needed, giving yourself grace as you go along. As long as you keep in mind that your goal is something that makes you grow and develop as a person, you're on the right track. Which brings me to something to grow on this week, my personal goal with this podcast. My goal for Hometown Earth is to create a space for you to come every week to feel inspired and prepared to walk away with one step, big or small, on how to take actions towards a more sustainable life. And I am so excited for what the future brings for us. Be sure to share with me your goals on Instagram at Hometown Earth and that way we can celebrate your wins together. Until next time, thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hometown Earth as much as I did. Let us know by rating and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Tuesday. Head to the show notes linked in the episode description for more details, and let us know in the comments what you want to hear next. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts, Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And you can find more about the podcast on Instagram, at Hometown Earth, or connect with me, at Lena Sanford. We all know change needs to happen, so let's get started right here at Hometown Earth. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.